the insurance town. I'm the mayor, Heath Sheeran, and the host of this podcast. Guys, I'm super pumped. You are here today hanging out with us today in insurance because I got my main man, Mitch Gibson, uh, on the show today. He's uh, grown so much, uh, even since he was last on here. He's a young guy, and he's successful on so many levels. I wanted you to hear about how he's building his empire, so to speak, um, he's uh, got a long way to go, but he's come so far since he started and I love his journey. So wanted you to eavesdrop on one of our conversations. Guys, today's episode would not be possible without my friends over at Smart Choice, the fastest growing agency network for a reason. They are phenomenal and they love working with independent agents. Whether you're coming from a captive and want to open up an independent uh, they are the strategy for you. Or if you're just looking to add a couple of markets, it's getting tough out there. Everybody's rates are going up. Groceries are expensive. Gas has gone up. People are just looking to shop. If you need another market, smartchoiceagents.com. Also, my good friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution to getting the deck pages you need to quote your prospect. Guys, go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath. Book a demo, check out the discounts, do the whole thing. Um, They love working with independent agents as well. And they love working with my agents that and people that call in from Insurance Town. On to today's show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Mr. Mitch Gibson. Mitch Gibson! What's up, brother? How are you, my man? Nice seeing you again. Yeah, dude. Um, I love it. You know, my audience doesn't know this. Or they might just because of the love we share on LinkedIn. But since that day, I, I don't know, the last time you we were on the show, I guess it was like 2020 or 2021, you and I become boys. We talk like almost daily. And I love that because I learned so much from you. It's been cool. I see what you're doing out there on social and just getting to talk to you through your journey has been so cool. And I was like, you know, I had Mitch on here before, but screw it. We're going to do it again. A lot of change. I feel like a lot has changed since the last time I was on the show. I thought I knew what I was doing, but I, I really don't think I did. And I think that just right. goes hand in hand with every, everybody. You know, you spend your first couple of years, like trying to figure the crap out and you're like, damn, I don't think I have this figured out. And then it finally, and all the wheels start turning and hitting correctly. And, you know, down, then you're, then you're down a path. And I think that's, that's something important. Heath, before we get going, it's just those people out there who are contemplating or second guessing you know is this insurance industry for me or financial industry for me give it some time man give it some time because it all works out if you surround yourself around the right people like yourself Heath. so i appreciate the relationship and glad we've continued to grow that along the way here i love it i think what you said there is huge and again this is all unscripted as people know my audience knows and you and i haven't even really planned a lot out but i do want to get into some of it because you started at what age uh i got into it 20 i just turned 22 22 so years 22 old. years old. Now you're 26, 27? 26. Yes, sir. Dude, still a young man, but he's a vet now in this business. Four years in, still learning, obviously, but there's a big difference in that 22, that first year or two, trying to develop your pipeline, what you're going to do, who you are. And I've got some agents, whether they're 22 or 32, they're just getting started in the business. What was the, now the first two years? We'll, we'll skip the memory lane. They're used to the memory lane, but go back to Mitch's other episode. It was awesome. But Let's uh, let's jump in real quick. What was that first two years for you, whether you're a 32-year-old just getting started or a 22-year-old right out of college? What does that look like? Well, I think to give him just a tad bit of a tad bit of context, Heath, for me, it was like one of those things. I have, I'm, I'm a father of two beautiful little girls, a seven-year-old Brooklyn and a three-year-old Hadley. And I think it's extremely important to know before we get talking about the insurance piece and the things, the path that I've went down is that I had no choice but to put make money and put food on the table. And you know, the making money part didn't come as quickly, uh, but that's part of learning something new. You know, and it goes back to what you just talked about: trying to develop that process, trying to develop. Um, um, good relationships and, and build a network of people that one that are going to provide value to you, but two the ones that you can provide value back for and understanding that they can trust you during a process and, and being young, the number one thing people do, especially if it's a business owner, that's probably over the age of 30, there's probably a high percentage of them over the age of 30 than there are under. Um, they look at you like you're just a 16 year old kid, little boy. And, you know, I think, I think for me, it was having, it was that tough time accepting the fact that I really wasn't anything. I wasn't, I was just like every other Joe Schmo agent on the street. Um, and until I decided to find those people, 
find build a network of, of individuals that I know that I could trust and listen to what they were going to give me feedback on and know that it was going to benefit me. And by it benefiting me, it benefits them. Um, and, and I found that through some, some relationships in the mortgage and real estate world. Um, and, and not only just building those relationships, and like you said, Heath, you find people that you just click with. I mean, I was on your show. I didn't know you from Adam. And next thing you know, we talk every single day. It's because we clicked. We, we, we gained that trust between each other. You bounce ideas off of me. I bounce ideas off of you. Same thing goes with your referral partners. If you're not bouncing ideas off your referral partners and you're just taking the business, is that really, in my point of view, is that even a referral partner? Yeah, they referred the business to you, but I say that's just a referral. A partner, someone that I know that's that's going to have my back, someone's going to be there if I have a question. Someone that if I'm asking them a maybe a question in my mind that might be dumb, they won't say it's a dumb question. You know, th- those people those people want to make individuals better because it makes the whole process better. And and by having those few relationships at the beginning here with with mortgage real estate referral partners, I knew that I had to have something in return for them. Yeah, I, I think I, you, yeah, I think you nailed right there. I want to stop you just a second because you talked about the word partner. And I think whether it's a carrier relationship, whether it's a referral partner, whether it's, you know, people within your own agency, whether it's other agencies in the city, I think you've got to have those partnerships. And again, it goes back to that word partnership. And that's, you know, give and take, you know, think about a marriage, think about your relationship with your daughter, think about a relationship with your best friend. You've got to have that relationship. If I called, every time I called Mitch and he dumped on me all of his crap and never listened to me. I wouldn't look at Mitch as a partner. You know, if, if you called me every time and all I did was, you know, gripe and complain about my life and never listen to you, that's not a partnership. Going back to what you just said, I think it's crucial. If, if you do have a referral partner, all you're doing is asking, hey, you know, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? They're going to end up. And I think that's one of the things that our boy Andy Matheson talked about over at, uh, at Glovebox. You know, they talked about, you know, his referral partnerships. He would go call him on the mat and be like, yo, where's my referrals? I know you closed 12 houses this week. Where's my referrals? But on the flip side, he was adding value to them. He was helping with their clients, getting their DT, you know, DTI. He was helping them with this. He was helping them with all kinds of things. And he would call them out to the mat and be like, it's a partnership. Where's my referrals? I think you have to have that give and take. You do. And and, and I think it's the, the the biggest thing for me is, you know, as you're developing those partnerships and those, those, the, those referral partners, <laughs> this might be a little selfish of me to say, but you know, as I have looked back now the last three years and I've had, when I first started, I mean, I had a lender down the road that was family friends who sent me one or two a month, maybe one. Um, I had a real estate agent that, that helped me out, but really wasn't sending me baby, but a handful every quarter. You know, I looked at that thinking it was a referral partner, but all that was, was, Hey, give Mitch a call for insurance because I know he's going to be able to help get that down, which is going to lower the PMI, which is going to lower their monthly mortgage payment. I, kind of felt used because the only reason that he's going to be able to close that business now is because of me. But the reverse reaction of that Heath is choosing them wisely, extremely wisely um, because not many of them will give you a second chance. There's more insurance agents on the street. So when you, when, when, when you decide to build a relationship with a mortgage referral partner or a real estate referral partner or a commercial lender, and they're going to give you business because either your process is really good, you're very, very competitive, you're very communicative, you're, you're not hard to get in contact with. The reason why these people, these referral partners hate insurance is because the last thing, 75% of the, 75% of the time, the last thing from stopping a house from closing or getting people to the closing table is a deck page. That's simple. I mean, you used to see all the, all the financial statements and documents that these lenders have to go through. The last thing that they want to worry about is, oh, do we have an insurance quote yet? Oh, we don't? Are you kidding me? Now we're going to have to push closing back two or three more days so we can get this in process, get updated financial statements finished and get you get you at what your estimated payment's going to be. They don't like that. So when I found out and I when I started to kind of identify that was the that was the low part of the process, I knew that I had to resolve that for other people. Um, I kind of, for me, it was kind of a luck of the draw. One of my, one of my biggest referral partners who uh, lived out in Virginia beach for, you know, four or five years was in the Navy. Uh, appreciate him for his service, all that jazz. He moved back to Greenfield uh, about two years ago. And when he moved back to Greenfield, I didn't really know what he did, but he was selling real estate out in Virginia beach. So he comes back, starts working, starts selling the crap out of houses his mortgage lender, who he refers people to, to get a loan is a very, very close. One of my close friends in high school is to call our high school baseball teammate. It's his brother. So then I meet this guy. He gives me an opportunity. I get it back to, I get him a quote back within, within two hours. He's ecstatic. 
then they keep flowing after that. Because when you when someone needs something that's at, that's using you for your service, get it done. The last thing you want to do is put it on the bottom of your checklist. If it's someone that's going to continuously give you business because of the quality of work, your process is clean, it's quick, it's easy, and they know that their client is protected. When they know that their client is protected, that means their loan and their money is protected. The mortgage company wants their money protected and their asset yeah. is that house at that point in time. So becoming Becoming someone that's trustworthy, someone that can be quick, someone that can get that process and back to them very, 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 very fast in the sense of, oh, we're not waiting on the insurance now. We're waiting on somebody else or we're waiting on appraisal. Don't be the last person that they're waiting for. And that's that's kind of my key there. Yeah. Delivering on your promise. If you tell them you're going to do this, how much of that do you think is walking? I mean, I'm sure you did this and you let me know what your thoughts are. Let my audience know. Let them know your process, like how you, how you want the leads to come in, what your ideal client is. They know what steps are coming. You're going to send them the quote on this date, or you're going to send them a deck page this time. How much of that is process, you know, as far as that goes as well and delivering on that? So how, how if we're going to go into just a standard homeowner's insurance process, like yeah. let's, let's, let's use a refinance for an example, because we all have forms online. People can fill out and we get a quote request, upload your documents here, deck pages here, yada, yada, yada. Um, let's go for the reason why I'm going to go refinance. Is because it uses it, there's a product that helps this process make it super seamless for me. And it's actually, I think, one of your show sponsors and somebody that that you guys use quite often. That's yeah, Canopy Connect. You. So, and that's not a shameless plug or anything like that. It's 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 just part of why refinances for a mortgage lender are super, super attractive. It's because usually a refinance means they've had a good financial pass, they're you know, they, they their payments have been on time, and a refinance for a mortgage lender usually is very, very quick. This time for a refinance is a lot less than a new home purchase or a new build. So, but the one thing that refinances have is that if it's a refinance, that same, that customer already has homeowner's insurance in place somewhere. So you're already one step a little bit behind the eight ball. So what I've been able to do is everybody's heard the term, maybe the the embed insurance piece. And I know there's a lot of, you know, a lot of these mutual, mutual holding companies now being started between the real estate agent, and the mortgage company to be that preferred referral partner. Um, I don't know if I'll ever will get down that route just because I like the fact of being able to be trusted as someone doing somebody's service, not I'm doing this with them just because it's going to benefit both of us on a financial standpoint. For me, that just, that's outside of my moral, moral and ethical reasons right now. Um, but but when when someone Susie Smith calls mortgage company A, referral partner A, and says I wants a refinance or they submit something with a refinance, they get a checklist of about eight items, a digital checklist. That's another thing is I liked this working with these guys is because everything was digital. It wasn't on paper. It wasn't, hey, I'm gonna mail you over this or stop by my office. I'm gonna drop you this checklist in a folder. Here's what I need. Digital. Quick process that's going to be smooth and simple. So they have that eight step process list. And it's on a it's on a website landing page. Once they get done with that, once they get with that step, it marks a check mark beside them. One of the steps in that process is a verification of insurance. I'm offering my tool to the mortgage company so that they're able to verify the insurance of who they're currently insured with through Canopy Connect. Everybody knows Canopy Connect or one-click solutions from getting that deck page, right? I mean that's Sound like Heath's turning on a little live spot right here. But when when they click that number seven or number six or number seven for a verification of insurance for the refinance, and it sends them to the Canopy Connect link, it's dragging that deck page of their current auto policy off to where it's showing the mortgage company who that is. But guess what? It's giving me that deck page as well. So by me seeing that deck page, I'm able to put together a competitive quote without even with with without even getting a piece of paper or without even getting a notification from the mortgage lender saying, Hey, Susie Smith signed up for refinance. Can you quote, can you give her a quote? Here's her address, date of birth, driver's license, yada, yada, yada. Right. But the even cooler part is if they have an auto insurance policy, I'm able to see that as well. So I'm able to try to be competitive on the home, which we all know we have a pretty good chance of closing a piece of business. If we have the deck page premium coverages, everything in front of our faces, we all know that. So when I have that in front of me and I'm able to put together a homeowner's quote, that's going to save them $300 and they're refinancing to a lower interest rate. It's already lowering that. And then they say, Hey, mortgage lender says, Hey, also here's an insurance quote provided through one of our preferred carry, one of our preferred companies. Take a look at this and let us know if you have any questions. And you send those two and they look at them side by side and say, wow, if my payment, my payment's going to be this, if I go with this company and go this route and it's with me. I'm going to get the auto as well because then I'm going to hit them with an email that says, hey, 
thank you for your you know, thanks. Thanks for taking the time to look at this homeowner's insurance quote. Um, every, you know, from start to beginning, I don't talk to the customer until it's time to buy in the policy. So at that point, the mortgage lenders kind of sold it for me. Back end, I'm working on it, getting all it done, and then when they're ready to bind, mortgage company or the customer says, "Hey, I'd like to move forward with this policy. What else do I need to do?" And I send them that app to sign. For us, and then that app to sign is also going to be an auto insurance quote that's competitive against what they currently have. So by doing that, I'm killing two birds with one stone. And well, the homeowner's gonna, quotes. Yeah, the homeowner quote's going to go down as well because you're going to get that home and auto discount. We all know about that. So again, then they're going to see, oh, if I get auto with him, it, it's not going to go down 300 bucks. It's going to go down 450 or 500 bucks because I got a homeowner discount because I got the auto with it. And then if you can get your, you know, that process going, you can also later on add life or add umbrella or add other things. So again, I think I love that they use canopy in that because it makes it so simple. They don't have to, you know, come to you and say, Hey Mitch, we got a refi. Here's the, like you said, here's the home, the address, the phone, all the other crap. You can do it like so quick, so easy, get that back to them. And again, it's letting them know how often, let me ask you this, and we're going to go a different direction for a split second. How, do you talk to your referral partners about the ideal customer you want? Do you let them know, hey, I don't, I want this, this is my ideal zone and where I can kill it? Or do you let them know those things or do you kind of let them tell you? Or how does that work for you if I've got agents listening? Value of home is huge for me. I want something that's $225,000 or plus. That's my ideal. 90% of those customers are coming from those those two referral yeah, partners. That's yeah. so that's part that's yeah. part of that's part of just the quality of business that they're dealing with, right? So for me, it was not when you go back to the selecting of who you want to do business with, ask those questions. Go to that referral partner and say, what types of homes are you selling right now? I want to put together a market analysis so I can share yeah. with my with my you know customers currently. I have a, I have about 300 clients uh, of our book of business who are currently renting. 150 of those guys could be under the age of 30 probably haven't bought a house. Okay. So by sharing with them, Hey, I want to put together a market analysis to share some numbers with those, with those, with my customers. So maybe they're interested in buying a house. Can you share some of those numbers with me? What's the average, what's the average price of the home that you are selling? He says over $200,000 or $225,000. That's a guy that I want to talk to. If it's a, I'm about 195, 180 might entertain the option, but if on average he's at 180, that means he's selling houses that are below 150. Those are ones that I don't want. Older homes, you know, those those functional replacement cost yeah. houses. Like I said, I'll help them out and we'll get it done. But the ideal prospect makes the process a hell of a lot easier. And that's what it those does. two, these two guys do. And that's why the process is not, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not a third world, third world language I'm trying to say here. I mean, it's not a it's not a process that you got to create through Zapier and all this stuff and all this jazz. It's just about being communicative, being quick, and giving somebody the quality of service that they deserve. It's that simple. And it, it's, it, be it, it's completely that. Exactly. It's got to be exactly. Now, on the flip side of that, I'll tell you, you know, from when the mayor was in the agency side of the world, I learned quickly on the flip side of that. I remember I had, you know, several that came to me that were, you know, like, let's say, for example, 1.3 million. And I thought, oh, I'd love to have that big premium. I could do that. I didn't have the carriers in my portfolio for that large of a home at the time. I didn't have pure or I didn't have, you know, some of those chub or some of those markets in my own agency. I mean, I could go up to 1 million or maybe even 1.2, I could get an exception on. But you also got to know on the flip side of that, what you can do. And I ran into that and I was like, oh, shoot. You know, I was like, oh, I got all excited. And, you know, like Jojo the Idiot Circus Boy, this pretty new pet. And I was like, can't do it. And I was like a fool because I didn't know. So I had to know my own thing. And so in the future, when a 1.5 or a $2 million home came in, I had to have a referral person I could send it to. Or, you know, you can use that as an opportunity to maybe go out and solicit a Chubb contract or a contract with somebody Correct. else. But at the same time, I think you have to know on both sides. I think people bang on the trailers or the $100,000 homes, uh, the starter homes, but they're not, you know, you know, you got to think about both ends of that spectrum is what I'm getting at. So again, you know, you got to be, you know, wary of some of that too. But anyhow, I, I digress. Let's go back to the conversation because I think we're on, you know, some stuff here. And I, I think one of the other things that makes a... A new guy coming in the insurance business. A lot of people come in this business, in my opinion, whether you're, again, you're 22 or 32 or even 42 or 52, whatever it is, they think, oh, this is going to be easy. It's selling. I think there's more into it. And I've seen your success. There's a grind element mm -hmm. that has to be there. I think if you're a producer coming into this business, whether you're coming from banking or you're coming from a restaurant business or you're coming from real estate, whatever it is, if you're coming to the insurance business, you got to have some sort of grind element or some hustle to you. You got to have that. 
So, so something too, that might be attractive. And you said the grind piece and, and, you know, we, we all talk about, you can't get stuff done, you know, in the, in the eight to nine hours of work that you're considered business hours are in, or you're just not going to, you're not going to make it, make it long in the long in the industry to, to be, to be completely honest with you, just in business in general, um, you got to be, got to be willing to, to want to have your head on a swivel. I like the word swivel. You know, I always have my head on a swivel trying to look and see who's around me. You know, how could I start a conversation? Does that person look familiar? Um, trying to strum up conversations because you never know where conversations lead. Um, when, when I can, when I can be in an, in a, in a environment with 20 to 50 people, I'm going to work the room better than everybody there. Because I know the value of just having a conversation with someone you never know where could lead. Someone who you didn't think owned a carpet cleaning company owns a carpet cleaning company. Someone you didn't think owned a house owns a $500,000 house and they want to actually sell it, but they don't have the connection of a realtor. Hey, Mitch, I see you're pretty much, you're like a community connector in Hancock County. Who's, who would you suggest? Boom. See, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a merry-go-round. It, it, it will come back around to help you out in the end. If, if you're helping other people, it'll come back around to help you out in the end. And, and, but, but I think that you've got to understand you're not going to be that only insurance agent that hits that mortgage company up or that real estate company or that agent or mortgage lender up. Because if you're out there writing the insurance for, for a lot of these clients of theirs, somebody else wants to be, be with the top 1% mortgage lender in this in the state. Someone wants to be with the top 1% of real estate guy that's in the state of Indiana and in the Midwest. Because why? They're selling houses. And when someone else sells houses, that makes money for an insurance agent because he's writing the homes. So when, when people are reaching out to these mortgage lenders and real estate guys and says, oh no, I currently have somebody that I, that's, you know, that, that we have a partnership with. He's really, really good at what he does. Boom. Yeah. Oh, Hey, I'd like to talk to you about your insurance process and how you, you know, where you refer your insurance business. I already have somebody next. I mean, they're getting those calls. They're getting those cold emails from agents trying to get the partnership and be able to write their business. But you've got to understand someone might show up with a better product than what you've got. Someone might show up with a better process. Someone might show up with a better, better, a better return on investment or rewards or, hey, a little gift card in the mail. Thank you for being a great referral partner. Or here's a pair of socks that have sharks on them because I know you like sh- sharks, whatever it might be. That's just not always going to cut it. These, these mortgage companies and real estate agents um, have vendors sending them pens and mugs, and they have them sending crap all the time. A little drop like that's not going to always win. Right now, I'm in the process. I've t- these, these two that I work with daily are phenomenal, but I want to expand that horizon. I want four of those guys. I want four of those. If I do four of those guys and close 10 from each month, that's 40, policy, uh, that, that's, that's 40 policies a month. 40 policies a month. I don't have to do anything because it's all coming to me. It's all automated. And it's it, the process is so quick that all I'm going to do is quote, I don't have a comparative rater, but by me having, but by me wanting to have more, more referral partners, what do I have to do? I got to have some type of competition. <laughs> These guys can't compete on houses every single day. So what I'm in the process of doing right now, Heath, is I'm building this on, online landing page for referral partners who refer me business. And when they submit or refer me a piece of business through the, the specific submission form, which offered was asked four questions in a document upload. That's it. That's all I need from the mortgage lender. Four questions, name, email, date of birth, um, or driver's license, name, email, date of birth, email address, or um, address of the house, and then a copy of their a copy of their uh, driver's license. That's what I need to provide a quote. So if someone goes in there and submits it, it'll there'll be a tally score, a graph that shows what insurance agent or which real estate agent or mortgage referral partner has referred the most business in volume. So by them, by us, by me doing that, and sending a nice little marketing email blast out to all the realtors in the state of Indiana. Or surrounding states. Hey, I've got my name is Mitch Gibson, insurance agent, HRM Insurance. I'm putting together a contest uh, for my referral partners. I'd love for you to be a part of this process. All you have to do is when you refer somebody to my pro- built, refer somebody to me. Here's how you do it. Blah 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 blah. Winner after 12 months is going to get a. I'm still trying to come up with that specific legal action, but it might be a you know a trip to Florida for you and a, you and another for you and your spouse or you and another person trying to come up with some type of reward for these other referral partners to say, oh, not only is Mitch going to take care of the process and 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 be competitive and be quick, easy, and someone who I know who I can trust that's going to provide a very, very quality product for my customer, at the end of the day, I'm also potentially potentially going to get a $1,500 valued trip. But you know what else I love about that? Mitch, I, I think even let's say it's not a money grab for them. I think every, okay, 
99% of those people, referral partners, mortgage, you know, or it could be a realtor, they're all competitive. Yeah. And you start putting them in this scorecard mentality. You start looking at that. People are going to be like, oh, wait, hold on. You know, John Doe just outdid me and get another one. No, I'm going to get you another one. I think the competition factor might be even more of a play there than the money. Correct. Correct. We're at a mid-roll ad, a mid-roll ad, and I want to talk to you about my friends over at Agency Performance Partners. They do a phenomenal job in our industry to help agents like you become ridiculously amazing. And Kelly has stepped into over 1,500 agencies, and she has helped them so much by using her, her proven tips, strategies, processes, procedures that have worked time and time again with agencies just like you. And the cool thing is that she's put so much of her trainings right there online in a do-it-yourself model called the Agency Performance Pack. Uh, these are, are videos. These are trainings. These are PowerPoints. They are uh, workbooks. You get all of it right there at a great low price at $2.45 a month. Yes, you heard and you can get all of her trainings from time management to retention to sales, hiring guides. There is a course on planning and executing your agency and putting in goals and strategies to help you to become better. There's so much out there. And they redo or upgrade or add new courses every single quarter. Agencyperformancepartners.com. Check that out. Also, my friends over at Cover Desk, they are the premier place to go for virtual assistance. If you've got uh, an opportunity to offload some some uh, a task and offload some some work from one of your employees, why not do that with a virtual assistant? They come in, they become part of your agency, part of your team. They are trained in our insurance space. They know a lot of the carrier systems. They know a lot of the management systems. And Andy and his team have done a great job of training them in our space. So they plug right in and they do a great job. I uh, personally work with several of these, uh, uh, several of these virtual assistants, and they are such a value add to what we do. And I love it. And I think you will too. If you have any ideas or any thoughts or questions, concerns, anything about virtual assistants, go to coverdesk.com, book a time to visit with them about it. They'll answer all your questions. They'll put your mind at ease and they will help you to get the right virtual assistant for your agency to help you to become more efficient to sell more policies and focus on what you do best, which is building relationships with your clients. Go to coverdesk.com and check it out. Now let's get back to the show. And, and that's that's kind of this that and the, also Heath, the reason why too that I wanted to show that is because I mean you can go on to the MyBoard or wherever and you can they get they come up with these rankings every month that says which agency or which yeah. agent had sold the most in volume or whatever it might what team sold the most in volume. That's almost like you said a slap in the face to other insurance or to other real estate agents being like, damn, I'm few and far between that guy. I don't compete with that guy. But you know what I would do if I was that real estate agent down here that's only selling two homes a month. I want to be that guy. Oh, hey, Mitch, just want to talk to you. What's what's this? Pro I mean, I see that he's doing this. What, what's what's the process like? The, it's going to start him up a conversation between me and that agent because he wants to get the connection of who that guy is and why he's so good. Just like the reason why I surround myself around you, Jason Cass, Ryan Hanley, is because you guys have done it. You guys are doing it at a high level. You guys continue to do it. You continue to help. I want to be around people that I want to be like. That should be the same exact way in the same token of these real estate agents is I want to go see what he's doing because what he's doing is winning. What he is doing is winning. And at the end of the day, could it potentially be a place where other real estate agents see that and go, hmm, who's Joe Schmo agent? I'm going to try to recruit him to come work for me because he's doing pretty well. It offers up another avenue of, the, of real estate agents getting insight on other agents. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And I think that's a, a brilliant idea. I think it's a cool thing to do. It's something different. And that's the other thing going back to what you talked about a few minutes ago was you're not the only one knocking on these people's doors. And when I'm training and I'm doing consulting with agents all over, one of the things we talk about is uh, why Mitch Gibson, you know, or why John Doe, why Susie Q, why whoever it is, why should someone buy insurance from you? What separates you from the guy down the street or the guy sometimes next door or the guy one county over that's beating on your door or the Ryan Hanley's who drops a pin in your backyard from Buffalo, New York, or wherever he's at, you know, spanking you from Buffalo. You know, you got to think about that. Why you over those people? 
And so they'll challenge people, you know, if you go out there and say, oh, yeah, I do great customer service and my rates are cheap. Everybody says that. Sure. You've got to figure out what makes you different. So for you, you've got to process down. You've got it down to a science. You can get back quick. They know when they reach out to you. That's your that's your thing. So, have a, so what, I, what I promised them real quick while you said that, what I, what yeah, I promised them, you have it once a minute, once it's in my inbox, within 25 minutes, you'll have a quote back. I did one today and I'll tell you the exact timestamp. I was, I had received an email or a submission from the processor of this one mortgage company. Received it at 1.59 PM. Okay. 1.59 PM. Yeah. There was a quote, there was a quote back to that mortgage lender and the processor by 2.15. Wow. The reason why that's so important is I don't want to go home without that real estate agent, that mortgage lender having the quote that they need to make the financial decisions for their customer. Because if they're going at home and they can't mark that off their checklist and go to the next customer or the next person wanting to refinance because they're waiting on Mitch Gibson to get him a quote back that's taken 48 hours, you don't care enough about that referral partner and his business and what he's doing. So you've got you've got to knock it out of the freaking park quick. Quickness, quickness, quickness. Quality and quickness. Two cues. Yeah, two cues. I like it. I, I think that, you know, if you can make it simple like that, you can talk about that to your referral partners. And I think building those referral partners, again, I think once you get to a place in your book where you focus on your referral partners as your clients, so to speak, and that's what you're spending your focus, your marketing efforts, what you're doing, once you can build that rapport, that relationships with say four, five, six, seven, eight of those people, then you don't have to spend as much time cold calling or prospecting sure. or building your pipeline in those areas. And again, this can work for commercial as well. So if you're listening to this, you're like, all right, I'm a commercial guy. Uh, if you're still with us, there's referral partners for commercial people. To, I mean, whether it's a CPA, whether it's a financial advisor, whether it's a commercial lender for that matter. I mean, or another, you know, general contractor or another, I mean, there's referral partners out there. Uh, it could be chamber of commerce. It could be, you know, whatever it might be. Same process goes in for that too. Not just personal lines. You got to, you know, figure out what your deliverable is and then deliver on that every single time with a quickness and with good quality. I, I think you're right with your, your cues there. I think, um, so if you're listening to this as a commercial guy too, figure that out, go find some accountants, go find some CPAs. Who doesn't trust their accountant? If you don't fire your accountant to find another one, but right. who doesn't trust their financial advisor to give them advice? If you don't have a good one, you know, I got some, I'll refer to you. You know, there's people out there you've got to be able to build that rapport with, and you can build the that referral partnership with those people as well. So let me ask you this question, Heath, because this, this will make sense on both ends, commercial or personal. For you to have a successful process or successful campaign, what's the one thing that you've got to be able to offer to somebody else? If you're not adding value to that referral partner or to whoever you're working with, a, a client, a referral partner, your agency, whoever, if you're not adding that value, then you're worth nothing to them. Uh, you're just like anybody else out there. And again, if you're, I've said this for two years on my show, I just celebrated two years, um, pat myself on the back there. But if you're not adding value, if you're saying like everybody else, we provide great customer service, get out of here. You know, everybody does. You know, I challenge you right now, if you don't get anything else from this show besides Mitch's awesomeness, hear me now, if that's all you're banking your life on is, or your agency success on is customer service, you got to dig a little deeper. What, what what customer service? Like Mitch said, his customer service works in the way of quickness, of quality, of a process, of following through. He uh, under promises, over delivers. Uh, in all those things, you've got to be able to have that added value. You're exactly right. And then when I say the commercial piece is because as you start identifying maybe like key clients and you said it earlier, just a minute ago on the personal line. So I like, did, did you have a conversation with those referral partners about who is a key or who's your ideal prospect or who's your ideal customer for the agency? Um, the way our agency set up, I mean, we, we can be ideal client. We can be an ideal, <laughs> an ideal client can be really anybody, but for us to be profitable in the places and the carriers that we want to be profitable in, it's got to be the specific the specific type. But as you're as you're identifying that on a commercial side, let's just say in this in this example, only because Heath and I have done some work here recently um, with my commercial lines process and him and Ariel uh, Rivera, and and the, the biggest thing for for me is understanding the difference between a value add and just a standard process that everybody else is doing. Exactly. And for for me for me is what can I do? Let's say HVAC contractors, like I just said, what can I do to add value to HVAC contractors? They've got a lot of employees. There's a lot of safety protocol, OSHA uh, certification, OSHA training that they've got to go through. And what, is, what does the owner of the business really not have the time to do? 
help with the training, help with the, with the safety protocol that's going on on site, helping with, um, helping with new employees, helping them get the certification and training that they need. So one thing that I've been in the process of creating, and Heath's seen this on the back end, is a educational center or an e-learning library for HVAC contractors and their employees. The only reason why that's so important to me is because I know those are the key issues happening in that specific market right now in that industry, that niche. So by bat, by adding education, training, document, help with with uh, fleet safety programs, a return to work program, by offering that stuff up for free, 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 free. The only thing that it's, well, it's taken for me is just time to develop and build it out, right? There's companies out there that you can help have, that you can pay to have build it. But I only, I'm a big believer in authenticity and I think I'm cooler than I really am. So I wanted to create it myself, but that's also how I learn, right? So for me, when I go, I'm getting ready to, ready to start hitting down HVAC contractors doors because now I have the, val- the, the, the value add and the process mastered. Don't start something. Don't go ask for somebody's referrals until you have those two things in play. Master the process and a value add that's going to benefit them, not you. What's going to benefit them make their place a much safer and healthier work environment that's going to do what? Minimize claims. By then minimizing claims, what's it going to do? Lower insurance premium. If they've had five work comp claims in the last three years, in the next three years, they go claims-free just because Mitch Gibson offered them a service and was on-site helping some of, them, some of their employees train and was sitting there going through, um, through a training uh, sector on a website that's completely free to all HVAC contractors. And they have that health Safety, safety, safer work environment, and that owner doesn't have to spend a crap ton of time trying to figure out who did what, what Johnny spilled this time, what Johnny accident he got in, what did Johnny do, fall off the ladder, because he doesn't have to, because he has a process, and his process is to keep his employees and his company safe from any types of hazards or any at least minimize those risks. And then at the end of the day, by him being able to minimize those. Saving him money, he's putting more money in his pocket. He's going to be able to go hire three or four more employees. He's going to be able to go buy three or four more trucks because in the, in the three year span, he saved almost forty thousand dollars in work comp because he hasn't had claims now. I mean, those things. How can I take a shitty situation and turn it into a positive? May not happen right away. May not happen overnight. How can I take that shitty situation in the foreseeable future? See that situation be very, very, very well taken care of and him thanking you at the end. Well, Screw the premium. The thank right. you for doing nothing but offering something free helped him save him twenty-five to forty thousand dollars. Well on the flip side of that, you know, let's bring it back home to us. You've added value to them, but not now you've added value to your carrier too. Because we all know on those supplemental questionnaires, they're going to say, do they have a safety program in place? Well now you can check that box. Do do they have an employee manual or handbook? Check that box. Yes, they do. Have they been claims free for three years? Well, you can check that box after a while and say, yes, they do because of what I've put in place. You know, do they have, you know, still toed boots and they wear hard hats or whatever it is? Yes. Check that box. All of the things you've done now are going to create discounts and credits on the commercial side from whatever carrier you quoted them with because they all like those things. It makes them a whole lot better looking when you can say, yep. And if they don't have that in place, you could build that rapport with your underwriter and say, you know what? Oh, Mitchie's going to take care of that. I'm going to make sure because I've got these proven steps. And once you've worked with those carriers long enough, I know you're a Cincinnati guy. Once you've worked with Cincinnati long enough, they know, oh, Mitch has got my back. I have a Mitch customer. They're going to have safety training. They're going to have fleet safety. They're going to have work comp training. They're going to have all of these OSHA trainings, everything in place. So I'll make sure I give the maximum amount of credits that I can there that I can get away with. And it's going to be easier ask for you as the agent. Once you've got all those boxes checked, your money. Bingo. So you provided value to everybody in that place. Win, 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 so win. First, win. To, but to, to check off that list for us, right? So one is identifying a situ- identifying that there's an issue in everything. Personal lines, commercial lines. What's the issue that my prospective client partner, referral partner, whoever it might be, what's the issue that they have? And I think what we don't do enough agents is we don't ask them what their issues are. What are you struggling with? What is the number one thing that that is frustrating you right now with the insurance referral partner that you have? Or what is the number one thing right now that you wish that you had currently with your agent that you wish you had now or that you want to see happen? They're they're telling you what they want, (laughs) you know? But a lot of people are afraid to ask because all they're worried about at that point in time is having a good first impression. So they have a good first impression, they might get that second meeting. Why not knock it out your first meeting? Knock it out the first time. Next time you meet, he's giving you the first piece of business. Why not ask him for that first referral when you sit down and talk with that, that referral partner? Let me. Why don't you just give me, I tell you what, 
give me give me and give me one opportunity with your up with your with the first person your first new client that comes in a prospect your next prospect give me one opportunity and let me prove to you why you should do business with me be straight up but you can't do that unless you master the process identify the issue master your process add value we all win that's simple it it's is that simple especially when you can say if they say again if they push back on you and you ask for that referral well why Okay, well, okay, this process, what's going to happen is da 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 And at the end of the day, this is going to be the result. And when you deliver on that that first time, like, holy crap, all the things that Mitch Gibson just talked about or Joe Blow Agent just talked about, whoever you are out there listening, once he delivers on that the first time and the second and the third, and like I said, repeatable process, I'm never going to send anything else to anybody else. Mitch is my dude. Sure. What about web? Can't solve them all, but if Mitch can, you know, solve, you know, 75% of them, you're going to be money. Uh, sure, sure. And what did did you? Then I have a question for you. What did you guys or did you as an agent? Were you doing any webinars or like, um, you know, seminars or meet up with for referral partners or do anything like that? Like, did you say, "Hey, I'm gonna have an HVAC shop talk"? Like, that's something I'm gonna do. But like, what was yeah. what was that process for you? Yeah, no, we we did some of that stuff. As far as I was real big, you know, again, uh, it's about you. But for me, I was real big in the HVAC Association in Arkansas, and so. Um, and people that, you know, listen to this that are in Arkansas, they, you know, I'm not lying. I was, and I became their trusted advisor. And whenever a new person joined the HVAC association and they were in my area, they came to me, you know, um, you know, if I got to know the board, I got to know the guy who ran it. His name was Tom. I got to know him well. And so whenever new people came in and he would kind of, I'd ask him, I'd take him to breakfast every week. And I'd ask him, like you just said, what's the biggest issues right now facing the HVAC industry? And he would tell me whatever that issue was that month or that week or that year or whatever. And I would just make sure I had a process for it. I had a, a, a solution for that. Well, I only, I asked on the commercial side, cause I'm, we're kind of, I'm kind of doing something like that on the personal line side, yeah. those two same referral partners. And I'm not going to name names or anything like that. Cause it doesn't matter. But, but th- those two that I had mentioned early on throughout this whole entire episode, through this whole entire episode, we, we try to put on, and it's we've been pretty bad because one of them actually started his own real started a new real estate company and it's it's pretty yeah. freaking cool how he's doing things so we haven't done one this year yet but last year we did first time home first time home buyers seminars so we budget out fifteen hundred dollars to two thousand bucks to go rent a space in a nice nice little restaurant bar and grill um somewhere that was going to be comfortable and give someone a you know give someone a our ideal prospect feel here's you're going to get a, you're going to get somebody that shows up in a nice sport coach, someone crisp. Well, and that's also not all, not Mr. Full Corporate, but someone that is that middle class person that they feel like they've got a connection with. That's important, right? So have it, identify where a location that you want to have these or bounce it around. But we had ours at a place called Taxman Brewery, a brewery restaurant. It's just beautiful. Love the place. Rented the upstairs space, 500 bucks. Had some food we bought there. We had, I think it was like a thousand dollar minimum to rent the room with food and drinks. Open bar for an hour or for two hours. Snacks, hors d'oeuvres. Rented the room space. We put together an eight step process for, for eight step process of getting the closing table your first time as a home buyer. We spent thirty minutes going through our pro- the going through the real estate broker process. It all starts with the realtor, right? So that realtor, we had the realtor lead the process got to the mortgage company to get pre-approved or get a, get, get a loan, get loan approved, get a, get a lender. Lender stood up and talked, put his two cents in a why it's important to have a, to, to find a lender that's going to add value or someone that's going to give you um, good feedback on the education piece. Then last piece of the puzzle, finalize verification of insurance. Why is insurance important? The reason why we wanted to, why we want first time home buyers is because I'm a big believer. You make an impact on somebody the first time. I want to be that guy that they say 20, 60 years down the road, I've been with Mitch Gibson insured for 26 years because yeah. what the first thing, what did, what was the first thing we did before they even, any of these people even did business with us? We went to them. We opened up our network and said, Hey, anybody interested in buying a home, or if this is your first time buying a home, we want to invite you to this free dinner, free drinks, all on us. We want you to come listen and we want you to come learn about why it's important to do business the way we do business. And it was just that process, relaying that process again to people, telling people about the process. I mean, we had people all, we had, we had people all over the, the county saying, oh, you guys are the trio, the trio. We were the trio for a short period of time. We still are the trio. The reason why I like that is because we put a brand, our three faces, we put a brand to our process. 
and it's just how we carry ourselves. I mean, how we, how we go about a, our process is all about education, all about helping other people's learn. You help other people learn, they're going to remember you. I remember you, Heath, all the time, because every time every, I'm doing something, I think of something we've talked about because you've helped me learn. That's how, that's how the world works. That's how the world works. And by doing that and having a free seminar for an hour and a half on a Friday night, right. giving free drinks, and they sell one house, one house out of the whole entire thing. They sell one house. We make our money plus more for having that event. And what we get out of it, it was videoed. We got content. We got content. There might've been five people that showed up one time, but guess what? We got content on that whole thing that we can share, sell the process. We got it recorded where we can even do a free, free first-time homebuyer seminar online. We don't have to do anything because it's recorded. We've used the process. We've used our seminars to put into marketing action where it helps all three of us out. That's important as well. I mean, the, the full process is just, it's its not something that's going to happen overnight, but find people that believe in you, find people that believe in what you're doing, and then find, find people that you, you want to do business with. If you don't want to do business with those people, that's okay. But you've got to want to do business with them and you've got to, you've got to want to help them out in order for anything to help you out. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think you're exactly right. You've got to be able to find people that you know, like, and trust and that the like and, and know and trust you. And I think you have to be on the same page and be like-minded. And I think it has to be rooted in adding that value. It has to be rooted in process, it has to be rooted in all of those things so that everyone wins. Um, from the carrier to the client to the referral partner, everyone wins. And I think once you can do that and repeat that over and over and over and over and over, you're going to end up looking up, you know, years from now, four or five years from now, like old Mitch Gibson, and you're going to have a successful business. You're going to have a book that's growing. You're going to provide for your family because I guarantee you now in year four or five, you've made a lot more money than the year one and two. So by having that repeatable process, and again, I will tell you this now, if you're listening to this, as I'm wrapping up, one thing that I'll tell you that people tell me when I first got in it, you've probably heard it. Everyone's heard it out there. It takes two to three years to really get your feet under you, really get going. So if you're in this business now and you're just now listening to this, let's say it's you know day 30 on your new job and in insurance, don't think you're going to kill it overnight. Don't think you're going to be able to produce anybody. You're going to be better than anybody else. You're not. <laughs> if you are, you're an anomaly. It's going to take you two or three years. So get Get ready. Get comfortable, you know, take a loan if you got to, whatever. Um, get ready. It's going to take you a little while. Build those processes and, again, make them repeatable so that year four and five, six, seven, 10, 12, you know, you're getting closer to those those money checks that you want. You're getting closer to those days of playing more golf than being in the office or whatever your goal is, whatever that is. Um, I think you got to be willing to sit back and understand it's going to take some time. Um, before we totally wrap up, tell them a couple of things. One, um, if people do want to reach out and talk to old Mitchie Gibson about what he's doing, or if you want, they want to share, you know, some ideas maybe what they're doing. If they want to hear about what you're doing, you can maybe walk them through your process. Uh, how can they find you? That's cool with you. Do you mind sharing some of that? Absolutely. If you actually just go to uh, MitchGibson.com and hit the connect with me button. You can either book a, it says book an interview or book a podcast or book an interview or book a, book a meeting, hit book a meeting. You can pick a date there. Um, I think it's even got my link tree and stuff on it, but you can find me on LinkedIn, Mitch Gibson, slide in my DM, send me a message. And I'll, what I'll do is I'll end up just sending you that calendar link to, to where we can sit down and have spend 30 minutes or 45 minutes to there and talk through that process. I'm an open book. I'd love to love to talk and hear what you guys have. Um, my process is probably tweaked. 30, 40 times. And that's okay. Because I think that's just a part of mastering your process and want to make sure it's better and better and better every single time that you send it to somebody. And, um, you know, it didn't happen overnight and, uh, it, it sucks. It sucks hearing that if you're just now freshly starting, but stay the course. Cause it's a, it's a fun, fun business and fun industry to be around. Uh, one thing too, Heath, and I'm sure Andy Matheson won't care, but Andy, we talked about the referral partners and how to identify a lot of questions I get to is how do I identify how many referral partners I need to have, or how many leads I need to come in to be profitable, to make, put money on the table for my family. He's got this nice, this nice PowerPoint that he put together for, for identifying those referral partners and how to go about it. I mean, it's like a 30 page slideshow. I've got it. I'm sure he won't care if I sent it out to the public. Cause I think that's what he uses it for anyways. He's a big guy likes to add value, but it shows it breaks down of how they identified how many prospective clients that they needed having coming in their doors each month in order for them 
to become profitable. So, I mean, it, it, it breaks it down to, it's got even got the equation and everything for you. So it'll help you out determining who, how many referral partners you need to have and how many Dude, referrals come in a day. So I'll send that out. Yeah. I love that. And uh, you know, you're a badass when you've got your own website. Um, so pretty <laughs> sweet, MitchGibson.com. I love that. So if you don't have that, if you're listening right now, get a Joe, uh, John Doe.com or SusieQ.com, whatever your name is. Um, last thing I will say, um, because he's got a better podcast than me, go to what? What's your podcast called? The MVP it's called podcast? the MVP podcast. Yeah, you can. I think if you just type it in on Google or just type it or go to the Agency Intelligence Network and hit the shows, you can find it. Um, it's also on the MitchGibson.com if you look at the Dude. shows and it takes you straight to the link. So every other, right now, because of workload, every other Wednesday it's coming out. Um, I've got enough in the hopper. We're going to try to get it out once a week, but knowing a young agents, if you're a young agent and you have questions or advice or whatever, I'd love to have you on the show just to show it out there. Right. Yep. I mean, show, sh- yep. tell me about what you're having struggles with and let's fix it. Let's do it. So brother, man, I appreciate you. I'm sure we'll talk sometime tonight or we'll send some text or something, <laughs> but I see, I get to see you next time. By the time this comes out, I would have, I would have seen, I will, I will have seen you, I think. Yeah, you're exactly right. So uh, it'd be cool. I love it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, brother. Tell the girls hi. Will do. Love you, man. Love you too. Thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with Mitch and I today in Insurance Town. I hope that the content we brought you made you a better insurance professional. Guys, reach out to my man, Mitch. Go check him out. Schedule some time with him. Let him know what a great job he did. When you see this shared on LinkedIn, show my boy some love. Uh, Guys, I I can't thank you enough for hanging out with us. Um, Also, if you have an idea for your own show, or if you have a a guest you would like to hear, or if you yourself think you'd be a great guest, reach out to me, Heath, at insurancetownpodcast.com. Guys, again, if you have an idea for your own show, go to getreadysetpodcast.com. Ready, set, podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.